Are you a female entrepreneur of color looking to connect with other badass women like yourself to share stories of challenges and triumphs to inspire and be inspired and to grow together as a community? Well, you're in the right place. Today, we'll talk about three tips for setting yourself up for success as a female entrepreneur of color. Welcome to Money Talk with Yessi and Tori. We are financial advisors with the mission to change the face of modern wealth by helping female entrepreneurs of color find power in their money. Hey, Yessie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy Thursday. Yes, we're filming this on Thursday. Yes. Whenever this is out, it might be a different day. <laughs> yes, it likely will be. <laughs> But today we're we're going to go through three tips for setting yourself up for success as a female entrepreneur of color, and we're so excited to share with you. Yessie, do you want to kind of list the three, and then we'll go from there? Yes. So we're going to be covering three different tips. The first one is how to get your finances in order. The second one is how you should become very good friends with your calendar. And the third one is setting boundaries, right? Something we all love to do. That's a good one. (laughs) Awesome. So to start, first tip is get your finances in order. As a business owner, you're in charge of all the things. You're responsible for creating your own revenue, saving for taxes, enrolling in your own health insurance, creating your own retirement plan, all the things. And this is on top of all the other things that come with managing your own personal finances, like building up your short-term savings, saving for a big trip, getting life insurance, saving for retirement, etc. So here are some steps within that first tip to make sure that your finances are in order so that you're operating from a place of stability, which will allow you to thrive in your business. So first, what are your biggest financial goals? Definitely, when I talk to my clients about envisioning their goals, I want them to dream big and write them down. Like, do you want to support in your business two full-time team members by 2025 Do you want to fund a retreat for your community of badass business owners? Do you want to take your parents on a retirement trip of a lifetime to thank them for all their hard work? My goal is a safari for my family. (laughs) (laughs) What are your biggest goals? And write them down. Yes. And if they seem scary, write them down. The scarier, the better, to be honest. You know, if they're big, it feels because they're unattainable, but they're not. Yes. So yeah, just write them down. So the next one is what buckets of money do you have set up to fund these goals, right? So you do want to make sure that you cut out your goals. Like Tori said, right? You have your short term, intermediate term, and then long term goals. And in the first couple goals, like what types of accounts are you going to be using to fund those short-term goals, whether it's your savings and then intermediate, you know, you might want to start looking at some more investments to obtain those goals, but make sure you write them down and then fill in, even if you want to break it down, right? You want to break it down list. Okay. I want to attain this goal in two years. Okay. But I'm going to do it with these accounts and then whatever is after two years, list the accounts where you're going to dip into um, to get to those goals. Yes. Like Yessie said, do you have a business account for your monthly business expenses? Maybe that's your first bucket. And then do you have a business savings account for your retreat a year from now? Maybe that's your second bucket for that particular goal. And then your third bucket can be the pool of money that you're saving into for 
example, that retirement gift, taking my parents on a safari. So like those might be in different pockets, maybe like different savings accounts and invested differently, whether that's not invested at all, or, you know, maybe it's like five plus years away and maybe you can invest it in the market, but have different buckets of money for those different goals. And third, how are you allocating every dollar that you earn? So whether you're working from a percentage savings rate, a fixed dollar amount, or your profit is sporadic, try to be intentional with where each dollar is going. Do you want to at least save $100 a month toward like a big trip to make a sizable dent in that flight cost in three years? Build that into your non-negotiables when it comes to allocating your dollars every time you're paid. And if you're nervous about it becoming negotiable, put your savings on auto pay so that you don't have to convince yourself that it's something worth saving toward each time you get paid. Yeah. And a good one here too is, I mean, we all know most business owners, right? We don't pay taxes as we go. Some of us could choose to pay our quarterly taxes. Some of us pay them, you know, at the end of the year, Mm. but we are able to do, I mean, you know estimating right how much you're going to pay you can actually fund this into whether it's a savings account get some interest on it or something that might be like a cd whether it's like six 12 months um that could get you some interest but you know that that's going to be coming up and you can actually get some interest on allocating this money in the account yes and then lastly do you have tons of quote-unquote bad debt If you do, that's totally okay. Just meet yourself where you are with compassion and begin planning from there. I think this is kind of like the mindset work that has the biggest impact on my clients is just meeting them from a place of non-judgment and planning from exactly where they are and helping them not to judge their past self. And I think, Jesse, we were talking before, like it takes... Most small businesses, two to three years to be profitable and become truly successful once they hit typically the seven to 10 year mark, which is a long time. So like it's a slow roll as we know, right, Essie? Yes. So it does take patience. Like you said, just give yourself grace on that. Yeah. And just kind of personally, it when I was first building up my business, my living expenses were way higher than my income. Not because I was drinking too many lattes, but because (laughs) living in LA is expensive and I wasn't making consistent income as I was building my business. And thank God there were credit cards available to me. Otherwise, I would have had to quit and get an hourly job. I used to have so much drama about the debt I accumulated. Like, am I even a good advisor having all this debt? I should have worked harder, which was not possible because I was working until 10 p.m. every night, working myself to exhaustion, like not working out, thinking I I shouldn't have eaten that $12 salad for lunch, you know, just having all this guilt about spending money when I was trying to live and work on my business. But I'm actually just so grateful that it was the ability to put money on credit or expenses on credit cards was available at the time. And I'm grateful for it. Did I pay interest on what I borrowed? Heck yes, a good amount, but it allowed me to do what I needed to and feed myself while I was working on my business. And not everyone has access to credit like that. So I actually consider myself lucky, even though in the typical finance bro world, credit cards 
are typically not good. And if you're able to not, then it's it's advisable not to take out credit cards and pay interest. But if you have to, sometimes for the sake of like building your your business, sometimes it's necessary. Absolutely. It is there to leverage, right? To help you in the short term. Obviously, keep in mind that you're you'll be paying them back, but mm-hmm. absolutely like your business is an investment. You know, that's something that we know. And you invest your time, you invest most dollars that you get in the beginning because you want to reinvest it into your business. But also, you know, you wanna be able to eat. <laughs> you yes, be- that is important. <laughs> yeah, feed yourself, fuel yourself, and that's Easier said than done, mm-hmm. definitely. But you know, it is an investment. You are the investment. Your business is an investment, but you're also an investment because you are your business. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second, become very good friends with your calendar. So, yeah. as a business owner, having control over literally all of your time might make it tough to know what to do with that time because you can do literally anything and everything. <laughs> And this is the hardest one. I would say I struggled with this one quite a bit because you do have to hold yourself accountable here, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, you have all the freedom to work your own hours. You're no longer clocking in and clocking out, but it, you still have to work. Yes. <laughs> like, like we said, <laughs> you are your business. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so our tip here is to take ownership of the power to structure your own day to create your own routine specific to you. Whether that means like block off time in your calendar for things that make you feel your best to be who you want to be for your clients and for your business. Or if that means beginning your day with time at the gym like you, Yessi, or hiking, walking, yoga. If all that helps your mental clarity and will set you up for a good day. Like maybe that's something that you can block off on your calendar to make sure that that gets done. Yes. Yeah. And it does set you up because it is that right. You are able to, you could go in the morning. If you're a morning person that likes to go to the gym in the morning, like myself, it's just, there's less people. So I, I like to schedule that in and it's on my calendar mm-hmm. and I have to put it calendar and then but yeah it's you have control over it but like you said make sure you block off those times put it on your schedule to hold yourself accountable to go and then check off all the things on your list it's like that accountability meets organization in your time during the week and while you're in the process of growing your business and achieving your goals in terms of revenue your working hours can, can be spent two ways So the first is working on your business, which is like business planning, tracking your revenue, planning your marketing and content calendar, and getting updates from your team. And then the second is working in your business. So like doing the actual revenue generating activities. So that for us, that's meeting with clients, creating the goods or providing the service for your clients, depending on what kind of work you do. You want to have time in your schedule for both of those things and identify where your time is most valuable. In our business, Yessie, we make our money by being in front of clients and by helping them to plan and by making recommendations on what investment insurance vehicles they should use. And so if we're not in front of clients, like making those recommendations and planning, what are we doing with our time otherwise? that will be productive for our business, right? Right. 
This was something that I struggled with, but what it really helped is my calendar is my to-do list. It is my to-do list and almost everything is blocked off. I sometimes even block off when I'm driving because mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I like to see my calendar that I'm busy, right? So to know that you're checking things off your list, because like we said, there's 24 hours in a day. Those 24 hours, you choose what you're going to do with them. You either work those hours, you don't work those hours, but make sure you're investing with those hours, whether it's on your own, for yourself, for your family, for your friends, or for your business. So you're able to block that off. And what always helps me to is I like to do it the day before. I know I should do it like way in advance, but I don't know. I just, it gets me in the mindset. I'm going to do these things tomorrow. So I know it's tomorrow. So I know that's something that helps me. My calendar it is my best friend. It's who I talk to. It's who I talk to before I go to bed. And it's who I talk to when I wake up. I'm like, what are we doing? You know? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel a little addicted to my calendar. <laughs> because, And I think I, I don't know, I, it's, it's so good. But I also feel a little bit inflexible because I will schedule myself. I will schedule almost every minute of the workday. And so if it gets knocked off by a little bit, it feels like my day is a little bit in shambles. <laughs> so like sometimes I don't leave room and this is maybe something that I can do to improve. Just like leaving maybe buffers in between meetings or in between phone calls to allow myself, maybe like the phone call will go over a couple minutes or to give myself just time to process in my mind, you know, sometimes. And if like a coworker in the office or a stranger wants to strike up a conversation, I can't be like, gotta go. I'm sticking to my calendar. Sorry. I'm scheduled for the whole day. (laughs) Just know when she walks into the office, she is busy. Okay. She is is on the go. I am calendared. (laughs) (laughs) Not rude about it at all though. But it's like, no, she's walking with a purpose. She's going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's definitely so good. And I feel like it does feel good, good to be structured. But I think I can maybe let the reins a little looser. Maybe I'll work on that. I know as a business owner, we have a million things that we need to do, right? You are your own assistant, you are your own social media manager, you're marketing yourself, you're doing paperwork, you're doing all the things, right? So sometimes you feel like, you ended the day and you still have all these other things. So then you forget what it is that you accomplished in that day. And by you writing this down on your calendar, you're able to see that you did do something. Yes, you were productive. And yes, there's a lot of other things to do, but you know, that it just allows for you to see the work that you did put in. Um, I know this has helped me. And then you get to tackle the next day. And yes, there's still another list of things to do, but allow yourself to feel accomplished that you did do all the things or the things that you wanted to check off your list. That's I know what helps. I don't know if you guys do this, but like on Calendly or what we use to schedule our meetings, I normally block off a time. So when someone schedules a meeting, I have it 30 minutes before they cannot, nothing else can get scheduled 30 minutes before and then 30 minutes after just to like debrief. (laughs) Yeah. That's like the buffer, right? On Calendly. Yeah. The buffer. Uh Uh Uh-huh. I love that feature. (laughs) yeah and then we'll talk about boundaries too so the third tip is setting boundaries and actually that's a good segue because 
Yessie and I use Calendly. And on Calendly for client appointments or for connection meetings with other professionals or meetings with my colleagues, I can set a max amount of appointments per day instead of being like, ah, I scheduled five meetings in one day. I'm going to have just like an absolutely crazy day. I can limit that and set a time boundary and an activities boundary on a weekly or a daily basis. Tip number three is set boundaries. And we've kind of organized this last tip in three. So the first is time boundary. Second are relationship boundaries. And then the third is learning to say no when you want to say no, which is a boundary in and of itself too, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So with time boundaries, if you feel your best when you're home by 6 p.m. to cook your own dinner, read a few pages of your book to get to bed by a certain time, like it might be a good idea to for the quality of like your mind and your work and your relationships to set a boundary that you don't schedule meetings after 5 p.m., let's say, to get home by 6 to make that dinner and have your night routine. And then, like I said, there are settings on Calendly that allows you to schedule meetings during a certain time frame and like set your availability. So if you are using Calendly or some kind of like scheduling app, that might be a good way to set time boundaries. And then also relationship boundaries. I know, yes, you have like a personal story with this and just making sure that you have communicated certain things to family and friends when it comes to business, right? Yes. Yeah. So I know, like I said, right, we are in control of our time and we say we have flexible hours and sometimes when we communicate this to family members or friends, they mean, oh, she's available, right? Or they're available because they don't have a boss, right? So you are the boss. So they think that like, you don't need to ask for permission. And of course you want to be there for them. Of course you want to answer their text. You want to answer their call when they're reaching out. But I had to set a boundary for myself because I do want to be there. And I do you know, want to answer the phone in case if it's an emergency or just to be there for them. But I also had to be there for myself for my business. So I had to just set that time and now they know, but I had to communicate to them and tell them, Hey, right now I know that I do have time, but I'm actually working on this. I'm working on this and but I'll call you later and we'll talk about it. Right. So I had to set that boundary. It was hard and it took some time actually for me to be able to do that. But your friends and your family, they're going to respect it. They want you to hustle. They want you to make yeah. money. And so they're going to respect it. It's just you yourself. You have to communicate that and set that boundary yourself. Yes. Amazing. And then the third is learning to say no when you want to say no, which again is a full sentence. Yes. <laughs> a tough sentence sometimes, but it is a full one. Yes. And I struggled with this one too. Yes. Oh my gosh, I, I mean, struggled a lot. <laughs> I still struggle with this one, honestly. But I think especially this year, Yessie, you and I getting so clear about our mission, having that clear mission will help you identify what you should be spending your time on and what you can feel really good about saying no to. You'll have better discretion and like discernment when it comes to identifying a meeting with a potential partner or client connection, and you'll have a clear idea of whether or not something aligns with that mission. When you want to say no too, like I said, I struggled with friends and family of like just wanting to be everywhere with everyone and do all the things. I suffer from FOMO, which is fear of missing <laughs> out. 
but I had to, I had to say no sometimes. And I was like, no, cause I have to make time for this, especially if we're working on projects. And I feel as business owners, we're always right. We're, we're creative individuals and you want to work on something for your business and you have to give yourself that time to nurture it and be present. And again, sometimes that takes time from the weekends. So just having to say no and allow yourself to, it's okay to say no. Yeah, I know definitely early on in beginning my career, at least opportunities would come up and I would always say yes, always, because I'm like, you're young and you will take any opportunity that comes around, even if it doesn't align with your mission. And I think just maybe early on, I didn't have as clear of a mission. So I was able to allow myself to say yes. In a little bit of a desperate way, I, I would admit. But I just, I didn't want to miss out. Like you said, I guess I had FOMO. I like, didn't want to miss out on whatever opportunity that could have resulted in. So, Right. And a lot of the times we're networking, right? That's how we grow our businesses is, you know, it's who you're in front of. You want to be in front of individuals. But sometimes we need, I, I've, I don't know, the pandemic did this more to me, but I enjoy my alone time sometimes, you know, I do. And there's times where I feel like I've talked to, I've had a lot of interactions with individuals already and I just need alone time for myself. So I have to give myself that time and say no, you know, even though it is a networking event, it's, it's another, you know, and it's, I have the time in it. It's like, okay, should I invest in myself right now? My business, what am I going to do right now? It's an investment either way. So I have to say no to something, right? And you are your no business to too. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> that is a business decision to say yes to yourself, right? We just gave you the three steps on how to set yourself up for success. I know it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> and as you, you've heard both of us say, right, we've definitely struggled. We've had a failures and successes in this, and it's a constant work in progress. Work, work in progress and progress. just always... Oh practice. It's a a practice. It's a practice, definitely. But I hope this was helpful. I definitely wish I would have had these three things when I first started. I feel like it would have set me up or at least organized a lot better. So I hope it helps someone out there. Yeah, yeah. And this will be available on our blog. So like the three tips and then a little bit of detail in each of the tips on our blog, on our website. So check it out if you want to see the written blog. Let us know how we can help you on your journey in entrepreneurship. Thanks, Yessi. Nice talking to you as always. I know. I didn't. I know some of you don't know this, but I'm currently in my closet right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my bed with pillows around me. <laughs> and I think this audio is like a lot better than last. So hey, we're making improvements day by day. We are. We are. <laughs> Thanks we for tuning it. in. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Make sure to follow our pod and share this episode with the female entrepreneurs of color in your life. You can find us on Instagram at Yessi and Tori. We are Victoria Sierra and Jessica Lemos, financial advisors with Satara Investors, located at 605 East Huntington Drive, Suite 203, Monrovia, California, 91016. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and are not necessarily those of Satara Investors. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satara Investors nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. 
Satara Investors is a marketing name of Satara Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Satara Investment Services, LLC. Doing insurance business in California as CFG STC Insurance Agency, LLC. Member of FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Satara Investment Advisors, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0L17443. 0I34349.